Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It feels so good to be back, my people. It feels so good to be back. Um, it's been a minute. How y'all doing? It's been a minute. Um, you know, a brother had you know a lot of important stuff uh, that went on personally. Um, just moved into a new crib with my lady. Um, so, you know, that happened as well as SoundCloud and Universal Music Group deciding they wanted to scrap. You know, they, they, they wanted to throw hands. Um, and we still throw hands. Like, we still battling. Like, like, yo, low-key, we had to take a break because it was, it was getting, it was getting too crazy. Um... But they they playing games, um, and we still working through that. So there's just been a that on top of the move, on top of some other stuff. Just I wasn't able to get to the mic to talk with you all. But I am back now. I am back. It is it is May tenth. This is bridge number seven. We're gonna do a bridge episode uh, this week, uh, and I missed it. I missed all my listeners. You know. Um, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about uh, today, or the main thing, or the only thing we're going to talk about today, um, is Kendrick Lamar's album. Because, look, you know, out of all of the things that happened while I've been gone, you know, it it literally hurt. I was like, ah, I haven't been able to talk about Kendrick Lamar's album, damn, with the listeners. Like, it's been eating up at me. So I was like, you know what, let me let me give a little bridge episode. For those of you that don't know, bridge episode is, you know, the the shortened episodes that I like to do. Um, uh, It's usually just a dig deeper segment um, in case I can't get to doing a full episode. So this week, 
bridge number seven, uh, we're going to talk about Kendrick Lamar's latest album, Damn. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing, as I'm sure you all know. It came out um, April 14th, so almost a month. So I'm sure all of you have had ample time to soak it all in. You got your favorite tracks. You've decided if you like it better than more life already, because that's a famous argument that likes to happen nowadays. <laughs> um, but what what we're going to talk about today is this fan theory that's been floating around the Internet. And at this point, I don't even think it's a fan theory. I think it's just facts um of uh the fact that Kendrick may have given us quote unquote two albums in one um but first first let's let's talk about the album in general before we get into all this conceptual um thoughts and you know theories about damn let's talk about damn um it's an amazing album. I cannot say that from a musical point, like just off the music, forget the concept, music alone, it is not my favorite Kendrick album. Um to this day, I think To Pimp a Butterfly is at my number 1. Um I do like it better than good kid mad city it's very close though it's very close and then untitled unmastered of course would be last you know it's you know it wasn't cohesive you know we've we've talked about it check 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 the podcast archives we've talked about untitled unmastered uh we need to go into that again um but yeah i i love damn i loved it from the minute i heard it and i've uh i've only grown to love it more the more i've listened to it um you know, the album, you know, has a lot of songs that, you know, can be played outside of the concept, outside, you know, of the order of the album. Like, there's a lot of standalone hits on there. DNA, Element, Loyalty, God, Humble, of course, which is the single. You can play all of those out of the context of the album and they will still bump. Um, you know, he's got some radio hits on here. He's got the whole song Love, which is just like one of the poppiest songs I've ever heard Kendrick do. Um, he got a solid performance out of Rihanna where they traded bars on loyalty, where she may have taken that song over from Kendrick. But, you know, we've never seen Kendrick and Rihanna link up uh, for a collaboration. So that was a dope first to see. Uh, the production on this album is top notch, especially the beats that Ninth Wonder gave him on Duckworth, the last song. Ninth Wonder is one of the best producers out here, and I feel like he gets slept on by a lot of people. I mainly know this because, you know, when I had my hobby rap career um way back in the day where i used to just you know spit some bars over a bunch of beats um i did a whole a whole project of just ninth wonder beats like 10 tracks of just ninth wonder tracks so i've i've sifted through a lot of his catalog literally just just beats his beat catalog um so i i feel like i've 
grown to know his sound a lot over the years um and the beats that he gave him on duckworth because there's like two or three beats it's the beat switches up a lot which is pretty cool but those are classic ninth beats like like they sound like they could have been taken off of the beat tape that i listened to years ago like his sound is so timeless um that it, it hearing kendrick over those beats was just pretty amazing um Kendrick gives us some straight aggressive bars on this, especially on DNA and on XXX. He gives us some introspective bars throughout the whole album, but especially on fear and lust. And then, of course, of course, of course, of course, some of the best storytelling on Duckworth where, you know, Kendrick is really good at the near the end of the album storytelling songs like the first thing that comes to mind is um, uh, Sing About Me, Dying of Thirst off of Good Kid, Mad City, where off of first listen, that song, you were like, wait, why is Kendrick rapping? Like, who is he talking about? And then you realize that he's rapping from th- like two or three different perspectives, rapping as, you know, people. And it's it's just an amazing song. It's one of those songs that, you know, gives you a flip after you, like, listen to it a few times. You're like, oh, I see. But he took it to a whole nother level with Duckworth because, you know, he's rapping about this dude named Anthony. Uh, and it turns out Anthony is top dog. And he just goes through this entire life story of Anthony as well as this dude named Ducky who turns out to be Kendrick's father. And he tells this story that ends with the fact that top dog who is Kendrick's boss or who is like his label head um like could have killed Kendrick's father but he you know decided against it um and because of that decision Kendrick is here today and now I look at how crazy it is that you know they're all you know so connected despite that incident um Kendrick talks about how it was a um you know a serious reflection point for Top K Dot and his dad and you know it's an incredible origin story and it it really cemented Kendrick as one of the greatest storytellers in rap like that's just that's just facts um and you know you just have to wonder like how long did he hold on to that you know he's known about this for a while and he was just waiting he was like no I got to wait to the right time to release this story to tell the story to and he waited he waited until the right time he really did um the entire album is just great you know he brought kid capri in to bring that old school hip hop feel where he would you know drop the songs every now and then introduce the tracks um but at the same time the album and we're going to get into this a little bit more in a little bit as far as the concept, but it sees Kendrick dealing with, you know, you know, two different sides, you know, life, death, wickedness, weakness, um, and the up and down, the ups and downs of that struggle. Um, and, you know, Kendrick just tells the story in a pretty marvelous way. Um, so not only that, but of course he doesn't stray away from the political um uh, the politics in the album you know he mentions fox news and trump a lot in the album like there are at least 3 songs on the album where he comes at fox news because they came at him after the grammys 
excuse me, Grammys last year, I think it was last year, where he performed, you know, in chains and all of that, and, you know, they went after him saying that it, that, you, you know what they said, um, you know, Fox News was out here, Fox News, and, um, and they came at Kendrick saying he was, you know, a detriment to society, and that he was anti-police and all this, and it was just ridiculous, and Kendrick also thought it was ridiculous, and he, he talked about it on the album, um, so not only did he craft this amazing album, um, but he also did numbers. You know, Kendrick moved over 600,000 uh, copies in the first week, outsold More Life. Um, and, you know, numbers don't really matter as far as like if a album is quality, like just because you don't sell doesn't mean your album isn't good. But this is certainly a positive reflection on the album because if you do sell then it certainly means something like you know just because you don't sell doesn't mean you're not good but the fact that you are selling as a like you know introspective social conscious rapper like it means you're doing something right and especially if you're selling more than drake in a week then hey like you you're definitely doing something and that's not something i expected out of kendrick from this album but you know it's a positive so um that's just you know the cliff notes of my you know my thoughts on the album so now let's talk about this thing that's been very interesting to me over the past couple of weeks ever since i like read this article about it 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 is it's fascinated me so there's this theory. So first of all, everybody thought that I don't I don't know why people thought this, but everybody thought that Kendrick was going to drop an album like a week after he dropped Damn, which I don't know, that seemed ridiculous to me. But then people were like, can't this people came up with this theory on the internet that he did drop two albums and that Damn is actually two albums. I don't agree with that terminology per se. It's not two albums, but it's certainly is an album that can mean two different things depending on how you listen to it. So one of the things that gives these this theory credibility, um, so I guess let me state the theory. So the theory is that if you that this album can be listened to forward and backwards, and that if you listen to the album in reverse. And I'm not talking about like reverse as in like listen to all the songs backwards so it's just a bunch of jumble mumble. I mean, take Duckworth, that's the first song, you know, uh God, second song, fear, third song. So like just reverse the order of the tracks and that the album takes on a completely new meaning. And so after reading this article and after listening to Damn in Reverse like seven to ten times there is certainly some credibility to this theory. So one Kendrick gives some hints about this in his interview with Zane Lowe. He did an interview with Zane Lowe a few weeks back, um, which was nice in itself because he doesn't do too many interviews. Kendrick, that is. Um, And Zane Lowe asked him on the opening song blood, like, Cause you know, at the end, you know, or he says, I was taking a walk the other day, yada, yada, that whole story. And then at the end of the album, he ends the album with that exact same line. And so Ken, uh, Zane Lowe was asking him on his, in the interview, he was like, yo, in blood, like is, is that the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning? And Kendrick's exact words were, 
I can't tell you that. That's that's what I can't tell you. And he was smiling. He was like, come on, like that's the whole thing. So that's a that's a key point. That's a key point. And, you know, Kendrick also said, you know, you have to listen to the album over and over and over and over again to fully understand the direction uh, and the message. Um, and so, you know, he says direction. And I think that he might have actually like Kendrick might have been playing a few games. Like, I think he might have actually meant that literally like the direction should that you listen to it forward or backward, like. You got to listen to it over and over to figure out which way it is. So the whole theory, you know, in the beginning of the album on Blood, you know, it says, is it wickedness? Is it weakness? You decide, are we going to live or die? And then he starts the whole story with the lady who ends up shooting him. So the theme of wickedness versus weakness is one that plays out throughout the entire project. Even, excuse me, even if you listen to it forward, like that's a key concept of the album of, you know, just the regular listen to a forward album. You know, he he centers on this a lot in the album. And basically what it means is, so like, you know, we all sin. You know, this album was very religious, a lot of religious undertones. And Kendrick actually said that he was going to do this a long time ago. Like after To Pimp a Butterfly, when, shortly after when somebody asked him about his next album, he said, you know, I got the album's going to have a lot of religious undertones, yada, yada. And he's, it certainly does. So like we all sin is, you know, the key thing. And the dichotomy is, are we sinning because of weakness in that we're not inherently bad? We just have, you know, weak moments uh, where we sin, but, you know, by making the right decisions, we can overcome that weakness and, you know, be a good person and survive or wickedness where we sin because we are inherently evil and wicked and, you know, there's there's no saving. So in the original direction, Kendrick's story suffers from weakness, not wickedness. You know, he evolves throughout the album um, and you can see even in the album titles and in the songs that, you know, he goes from, you know, being prideful and boastful to being humble. He goes from lusting, which is one of the I believe it is one of the seven deadly sins. He goes from lust to love. And then he also goes from fear to, you know, feeling like a god and feeling like, you know, everything's going to be all right and that he's all right and that, you know, life is great. So and then the the album ends with the ultimate culmination of the theory of weakness and that you can overcome these weaknesses, making the right decisions and Duckworth in that. That's exactly what happened with Top Dog and his father. Top Dog overcame that weakness by not killing his dad. And this, in turn, you know, caused Kendrick to be here. Um, so that's, you know, and that that's an important distinction. Um, and you could, without listening to a reverse, I guess you could play with the, the weakness versus wickedness um in those in the songs and the way it goes from one song to the other but if you play the album in reverse every you can see everything in a different light um so in the forward version Kendrick 
you know, he ends up okay. You know, after the Duckworth story, he's like, yo, look at all this, what happened, but I'm here. And, you know, I've overcome all of the the pride and the lust and the fear. And, you know, it's something I'm still working on, but I'm here. I'm alive. Are we going to live or die, right? I live. Um, in the reverse, everything changes. So the first song is Duckworth. And the very first, like, uh, lyrics in Duckworth is, uh, it was always me versus the world until I found out it's me versus me, which Kendrick is fighting the inner wickedness inside of himself. So in this direction, playing it in reverse, you know, it goes from, you can see that the wickedness is what takes over and is what dominates where in the forward it's the it's the weakness so you know he slips it, when you play it in reverse Kendrick slips into these different vices now he goes from feeling like god and feeling like everything's okay to being very fearful and fearful of all these these negative things he goes from loving to lusting he goes from being humble to being prideful, which is also a, one of the seven deadly sins. And the album becomes way more aggressive. Like, you know, it ends up in DNA where if you listen to it in this reverse, you can see it as Kendrick saying like, yo, I am wicked. And this wickedness has been in me from the jump. Like it's in my DNA. Like, like he says it in, uh, in the in DNA, like one of the very last lyrics. Sorry, that was completely an accident. I don't need, <laughs> DNA just really wanted to play. Um, but the very last lyric of DNA uh, was "Sex, Money, Murder." Our DNA, like you know, he's talking about like, yo, this wickedness. It's actually, you know, it's it's in me. It's inherent in me. It's part of my DNA. And in reverse, his death. The death in the very first song, Blood, in the Ford version, where he gets shot by the lady who could very well be the devil. You know how Kendrick likes to um, make the devil um, Lucy. Remember from To Pimp a Butterfly, like Lucy, Lucifer, you know, the devil took the, the form of a woman in those albums. It very well could be that here. But he gets shot. If you listen to it in reverse... On Duckworth, when the he reverses the entire album, you hear a shot. So listen to it in reverse. That shot could be foreshadowing of Kendrick's death at now the end of the album in blood. Um, and, you know, there there's a few other things that kind of make it seem like this is definitely Kendrick's intended uh a way for us to listen to it or like listen to it both ways. Um, one of the Soundwave, who is a TDE producer or he's produced with TDE a lot and he did like three tracks on Damn, he tweeted out a picture of Morpheus with Kendrick's album release date a while back. And you know, one of the big parts of The Matrix, Red Pill, Blue Pill, which one are you going to take? And so it, it seems that you know, this is definitely a thing. You know, it's, hey, are we going to live or die? You decide how you want to listen to this, 
which road it is. Is it the weakness road where I'm just weak, but I'm not inherently wicked. I can overcome it by doing the right things and I live. Or am I inherently wicked and the decisions I make are going to end up getting me killed like he does in Blood, which is the last song if you listen to it in reverse. Um, Some other things, you know... Kendrick says a lot in the album, ain't nobody praying for me, ain't nobody praying for me, you know, feel like nobody's praying for me. And then toward the end of the album, we realized that his his uh, cousin or uncle Carl has been praying for him the whole time and telling him like, yo, you just got to do right. Uh, we're God's children. As long as you do right, we can get rid of the curse of, you know, all these bad things that are happening to us. When you listen to it in reverse, it you know, you hear Carl much earlier than you do uh, in the forward version. And by the end of the album, it just seems like Kendrick has been rebuffing all of the prayers that Carl has been having for him and choosing to do his own thing in his inherent wicked ways. This is just, this is one of the crazy, not yeah, This is one of the craziest concepts I've ever seen, heard from her album. I've never, like there's never been one album I don't think where I've listened to it backwards as far as reversing the order and following a concept like it's it's pretty insane. And so when I first read the article, I thought this was just, you know, some fan theory. People wanted two albums like there were some other fan theories where it was like, yo, his second album is called Nation because the first album was damn and it's. The O in Nation is over his head, so it looks like a halo. But in Damn, the M is over his head, so it looks like horns. I think all of that is garbage. I don't I don't think any of that makes any sense. But this, I can't deny this. I can't deny the things that Kendrick said in that interview with Zane Lowe. It, it's very... He was being very coy, but it seems that he was, he was given away a little bit by not answering these questions. Um, and talking about how you got to listen to this over and over again in the direction and that the whole thing is whether it's the beginning or the end, like listening to it, you knew that the album was kind of circular because he ended the album with that line that he says in the first song. But now you realize that it, it certainly is directional and you can listen to it one way or the other way. And whichever way you listen to it gives you a different ending. And I think that's very, a really cool thing to do. Um, with an album, you know, it's like those those books where it's like you choose the your adventure. That's what you're doing here. Um, now, I personally still feel the best way to listen to the album is front to back. You know, it flows a lot better. Um, but I, I can't deny that you do get a, a different feel and it still sounds good if you listen to it from back to forth. And, you know, maybe Kendrick wanted the front to back to to sound just, you know, a tad flow a tad bit better than the end because that one ends with him, you know, not being inherently wicked and not, you know, getting shot at the end. You feel me? So, you know, it's very possible that he wanted that one to win out a little bit, but he leaves it us up to us to decide. And I think that's really cool. This may be one of the best concept albums ever. And I think it has really solidified Kendrick as the greatest rapper right now as far like i think kendrick is the greatest rapper out right now i'm not gonna say ever but he is certainly one of the greatest ever like this is come on like 
let's just go through it. Let's. I'm gonna start with section eighty, even though he had overly dedicated, um, and I forgot the name of the other mixtape. But section eighty is a fantastic project. It really is, and it was one of my favorite projects by him. It it is very cohesive, and it's it's Kendrick with a lot of really good songs. I still listen to a lot of songs off section eighty. Then he dropped Good Kid, Mad City, which Honestly, I thought it was an instant classic. Then he came with To Pimp a Butterfly, which gave us a lot that we needed in that time with all the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, all of this to uplift the black community and all of that. Untitled Unmastered, you know, it's just some some strays, some leftovers. But I mean, if he didn't drop that, will we have Levitate? Will we have Untitled Number 7? You feel me? And now this, which is just such a great concept album. And it's something that I don't know if many rappers besides Kendrick could have pulled off. Kendrick's one of the greatest. He he just is. That's just facts. And we need to stop denying it. Um, he is. And just the concept of this album has, you know, solidified that. Uh, so I, I couldn't go another week without getting my thoughts about Damn out into the atmosphere for the listeners um it's fantastic and i think what kendrick did with it is great and there are there are only a few artists who when they drop a project or when word of them dropping a project uh happens that i i get excitement and i i my back to being like a kid in a candy store like i i cannot wait for it to come out because i know that whatever music is on um, that project is going to benefit me. It's like I'm going as, as much as music affects me. I it's something that I have to have. It's like yo, Kendrick is going to give me something that will last for a lifetime, and so I'm all about that. Um, as far as damn versus more life, we don't have to choose. You know, I've been seeing that all over the internet over the past month. It's like yo. It's damn better than more life. Like, like yo, Kendrick versus Drake. I don't, I don't even see why we're pitting them against each other. Drake and Kendrick are completely different artists. Uh, I think Drake is better than Kendrick at some things. I think Kendrick is better than Drake at some things. But even though they're both in hip hop, I mean, Drake is certainly on the pop side of hip hop at this point. But you can like both More Life and Damn. I do. I listen to songs off both albums daily. Daily. I will listen to Loyalty and then I'll listen to Since Way Back right after that. I'll listen to Gowchester and then I'll play God right after that. Like, I don't need to choose between them and I certainly won't. I think that they both have their merits. Um, they both have their things that allow them to succeed. Um and, you know, a lot of the subliminal stuff that we can't even, we're not even sure if they're actually beefing, kind of hypes up this comp- competition and this competitive thing between them. But I think Kendrick gave us Damn, and it's a fantastic project. Drake gave us more life, and it is a fantastic project. And I'm going to enjoy both of them. And that's just that's just that. Um, so, yeah, that's it for this week. 
Um, best believe I will be coming back with, you know, the more standardized version of the podcast, um, in the coming weeks. But I, I didn't want you all to think that I just disappeared. Like thinking outside the boombox is certainly still here going strong. Um, just wanted to give you all this short episode to talk about, uh, to give you some updates and to talk about Dan. So I thank you all for listening. Um, I will certainly try to be back next week. Please tell your friends about this podcast. Um, let them know that there's somebody out here, you know, giving opinions about hip hop and R&B and, you know, telling you about the concerts that are coming up and album reviews and artists you should spotlight and the music videos that you should check out. Like, yo, I'm out here and I enjoy making episodes for you all and I can't wait to make another one. So tell your friends, subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. Shout out to you all. Uh, this has been Thinking Outside the Boombox. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.